Happy February from the Herd Herald podcast. In today's episode, we will discuss esports at Republic County High School, the conflict in the Middle East, and some statue shenanigans in southern Kansas. Let's get right into it. Next up on the Herd Herald podcast, we'll be discussing esports at Republic County, some pros, some potential challenges, and what it would take to get it here. What do you guys think about the idea of esports at Republic County? I mean, it seems pretty interesting. Um... I'm just a bit confused on why they just thought about adding it now. I feel I feel like they probably wouldn't bring it up since they're all older people. Um, What's that supposed to mean? You, you know what I mean. So what? No, are, they're, not, they're not. They're not too fond of gaming. In what way? From the two thousands and the news making it like sound violent. Much older than the 2000s. They were complaining about video game violence since the 1970s. Huh. Ever <laughs> since, like, okay, maybe not the 1970s, but is the ni- they started in the 1980s. I was gonna say the 1970s. And 1979 was when Pong came out, I believe. Um, hey. they, oh, they, that's so violent? They had problem. well, they didn't have a problem with Pong. They had a problem with, like, games like, um, Oh, Goblin Joyride or something like that. It's where you like run over goblins, but they're sixteen bit. It's a sixteen bit game, so you weren't even hitting anything that's remotely humanoid. You're just hitting things. Yeah, but it's moving. It's gotta be real. It's so real looking. It's like a blob on the screen. It could make your kid a violent murderer. It's just like another. It's like a cat. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know. It. I feel like. It is kind of interesting how our school is actually open to esports. I really felt like we would stay out of that. Yeah. From what all our leaders look like fronting this school right now, I don't don't know. We probably won't get it still. Uh, we can secure funding. What would it take Maybe. to get it here? Do you guys think ten thousand? Ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah, those PCs don't come cheap, and we also need proper monitors and good Wi-Fi. Well, we have. Wi-Fi. We'll, no, be, not we'll, we'll be beside the Wi-Fi, basically. We'll need to get Ethernet cables as well for almost perfectly smooth gameplay. I don't got one. Mine's smooth. Well, e- okay, for most gaming PCs, e- direct Ethernet connection is preferred. For uh. as little latency as possible. Yeah. Like, because... We're gonna have to get some pretty long <laughs> Ethernet cables. Not really. If we can just move the router into the room that there's in... And then they can connect it there. We'll need to Don't have they like, have it in Mr. Medina? They have the server in Mr. Medina's room. It's a full server. It's not just yeah, a router. Yeah, so we could set the Ethernet's connected to that, and they'll just have to travel all the way through the building. But we could set up in, like, the computer lab. The old one? Yeah. Uh-huh. They have a second we'll one? We'll have to run the Ethernet through the floor. Or not through the floor, but, the like, wall. the walls. But, like, it will work. They're in the walls. Okay, sorry. What are what are some pros you guys can see of esports at Republic County? Some good things about it. We'll have people that don't typically do sports doing esports, like myself, because I don't really like physical sports. I find them to be kind of annoying. At least not like people always hype them up and are always like super really competitive against it, and I just don't like that sort of thing. So more options for more people. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, just. We might not. We might have limited slots, so we might have to have tryouts. Mm-hmm. For it. Yeah. Oh, we could put the esports room in here. Now that I think about it. 
conference room? No, they use this room for other stuff. But, like, the old computer lab, I think that would work because it's only used by one class. That's robotics. They use well, that one hour well, of the day. What I mean is that the, the conference room we can use on a specific day that there's a tournament here. And then we could rearrange it and move it all back into the computer room. Because I suppose. this room has a good setup. The tables have outlets connected into it, making court management easier. And, like, with a central hub in the middle of the floor, which, I mean, might be a bit of a problem. But after a few times of doing a tournament, we could come up with a much easier and better, like... Floor plan? Yeah. I suppose. And it does have pretty good chairs, so... Yeah, that too. But we'll probably not use... We might use these. The desks are pretty good. The acoustics... The, the problem is we'll have to make sure the teams aren't listening to each other. Yeah. Is that a rule? Uh, I don't no. know. I'm I'm actually not super they familiar with esports. So it'll be fine. And so. they usually have dividers and headsets. At least for each team, you don't have dividers against uh, with your teammates. Well, you don't have to um, have all the teams in the same area. They can just go online. So what would it look with like with esports? They if if you went to a different school, because I don't feel like our school would. Um, host them, I feel like they would just go to schools that already do. Yeah. Because most... How would we do... They would They would supply us with computers is mostly how it goes. But how do we select prizes? Prizes? I, for high school, I don't think there would be prizes. Well, I meant, like, what would we get? Because, like, we have these tournaments and Maybe. most things give us trophies, but what would we get? Here. Probably, well, I don't know if we'll host here, because, I don't know, because for five people. Is that what a team is? Yeah, five well, we people. Have, okay, but we have that. Mm. If, if it's more than five people, it's going to be, like, more than fifteen to $10,000, like we said. It might be, if we want... Ten. Yeah, but it seems to be big, and they could choose individual different types of game genres. I know, but if we want, like, ten people, it's going to be... Expensive. We don't need different PCs for each person. We could just set up different game, type of games. Like we could have the like people, different computers for each type of game. No, same computer with two different types of games on it. So we could have there's a computer that has specifically for uh. So okay, hear me out. We'll have two five man teams. One could be specifically FPS genre. And then we'll have an FPS game set up for them on the PC. And then RTS? And then we'll have either RTS or racing. I don't think RTS is a really big one. Well, R- RTS is... Well, not very... high school level. Uh, yeah. We'll probably be having Rocket League, Call uh, of Duty, PUBG, Emma Six Siege, PUBG. Yeah. Minecraft. Minecraft. How's that a tournament? I think, like, different uh, people try to speedrun Minecraft and it's a competition. No. Uh, I think it's a... Hunger Games. That makes sense. Yeah, teams of five. Yeah, they wanted speed run Minecraft. That uh, takes a lot. I, or like Sky Wars or something. Yeah, maybe something like that. Multiple multiple events inside of like a server. Um, if we were to do RTS, it'd be really difficult to choose which one because people will have different preferences for RTS. So me and you. Play games like Hoyt Four and a War Called Arms and Broken Arrow eventually. Maybe. And those games are very selective in comparison to the other games. Those games aren't too hard. No. <clears throat> I feel like people want to play like an RTS where um, there's a big skill gap. I would say. 
would. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I can't think of the name of it. Um, League? That's not an OTS. What would that be? That's, um, R-O-E, I think. Uh, what would it look like to have an esports team here at Republic County? Um, so, so five people on each team. What would they, like... Like, what, what would they, what, what? Like, what's the purpose of esports? Like, what would it look like? What are they trying to do? They're just trying to outskill and outmatch other teams from different schools. It's basically in like in a game, in like certain types of games. And would it be like one school versus another school, or yeah. yes, okay. it would be the um. So say there isn't like there's like a max of four. You would pick your best players, okay, and they'd go um, head to head with the other team's best players, and what? It is an RT. So league would probably be a big one. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Okay, what was I saying? The the best would go against the other best and Yeah. And then they'd just go head to head in whatever game. Okay. Um anything else? You have to add? No. Mine wraps up all my questions. I feel like if we did get approved if the school did want to look into this mm -hmm. I, we could give them a budget yeah since we're looking into it mm -hmm. so we could give them a budget if we add things up give them a potential estimate of what it would cost yeah yeah we could do that sometime i feel like esports could also be a new like area for belvo to exceed in because I don't mean to be that guy, but our sport, our sports programs have not been too good as of recent. Well, that depends on the sports program. We have our strength zone. Volleyball. Track. Wrestling. Cross country. Wrestling is good. Wrestling. Wrestling. But people don't... Cross country. But people don't focus on cross country, and people don't really... Um, I forgot it was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> case of point. People don't really look at cross country. People look at football and basketball mostly. Wrestling, I guess, every now and then, but it's mostly those two. And those two have been kind of lacking. And I don't mean to be like that downer, but that is true. Like, it's an undeniable truth that it hasn't been performing well. And so esports, a, lot, a lot of the kids that aren't doing anything, which is a lot of them this year, would probably be into something like esports. Yeah. Like, like, like what they have at Cloud. Yeah, like, the thing is with esports is that it could also be a new thing that we could be, like, the next best at. Because, while, yes, we want to succeed with basketball and football, it'd also be very, like, it'd be good if we could also set groundwork in esports as well. So that way we could be leading in three different things. The thing is that esports is a much, like, I feel like it's easier to see happening sooner than a complete turnaround of the football and basketball team. Because that's going to take a few years before we could figure out what really is the problem there. Yeah. Um, Sam, you have anything yet? No. What are some ideas you guys have to fundraise for the esports team? 
do you have anything or just um just talk to people it'd be similar talk to, probably talk to people or concession stand maybe it'd be similar to what they did at with when they added the new gym to this um the school yes in the sixth grade end yeah. It'd be like that. We could raise, we could raise a similar fundraiser, and this would be significantly cheaper because the last one's like two million dollars. So two million. I don't know about that much. Well, actually, what I wouldn't it? say it would be that much just to build a gym. Well, also the extension of the elementary school. Mm, oh. I I still don't think it's quite that much. One mil. All right, but it, it's still still significant. It's still expensive. Just it wouldn't it wouldn't be as much. How much was that? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out later. But you're, what you're saying is esports would be significantly less. It would be. It would be. It would still be expensive, but it wouldn't be like really, really expensive, like adding on to the building or anything, because yeah. we wouldn't have to do that unless the school wants to have a designated room for it, which we have a room that we're not using really at all, still, the computer lab, the old one, yeah. old computer lab. So. I say around if we want more than five people, I would estimate around forty thousand, maybe thirty thousand, close to that, just to um, have more than five uh, computers. Not just the computers themselves, but just have multiple people practicing at the same time. And we'll obviously have to get approval from the school. Yeah, right. right. To start this. Um, and we'll have to... We could send out a survey to see how many people would like it. And if we have a majority, we can bring it up to the school board sometime. Yeah, we yeah. can do all those things. Well, great. Thanks, guys, for enlightening us about esports and we'll see you next about the middle east on the herd herald podcast next up on the herd herald podcast we'll be discussing an update on the middle east conflict three american Soldiers were killed in Jordan recently, and we'll be discussing that event, other updates in the Middle East, and U.S. response to that event. Manny, what do you think about this event and the U.S.'s response? I feel like their response was justified, just maybe not to the extent that they did. Yeah. Because they attacked, like, 85 different positions. The U.S. did or the terrorists? The U.S. did. To be fair, they did attack us multiple times. Yeah. So, Owen, what do you think the U.S. should do about this terrorist threat? Um, I I don't, okay. I hope that we can find some of a conclusion where, like, we don't have to land invade their countries, because I don't feel like we should go back to the Middle East. In fact, I don't feel like we should be there at all. But I don't think, or at least I hope, that we don't send troops directly back into their countries. What I hope that we can do is that we can like strike military compounds and give them a warning 
and then continue striking them if they do continue to attack us with larger types of like weaponry, but avoid having troops on the ground because we do not need to go back there and that'd be too expensive for us to really handle right now. Yeah, so from what I understand, that is what the U.S. is doing. They're um, attacking the bases, or am I wrong about that? Yeah, they're attacking bases and installations that the terrorist groups have. Great. Okay, just... Okay. plane. Yeah. So, the names of the three Americans that were killed were, they were all from Georgia, there was Sergeant William Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Sanders, and Specialist Breonna Moffitt. Following this event, President Biden said, quote, We had a tough day last night in the Middle East. We lost three brave souls in an attack on one of our bases, and we shall respond, end quote. And in a different quote, he said, It is a fight we will not cease. He also said, We will carry on their commitment to fight terrorism, and have no doubt we will hold all those responsible to count at a time in a manner of our choosing. And we will do what we have to do. So that's pretty big talk for him, especially such a left-leaning person. What do you guys think um, augments such a bold response from such a cautious president? I feel like it's for elections. It might be for elections, but it doesn't look like he's going to win. Well, yeah, but anything works. And also, this happened when? Well, what was the date of this attack? Um, That's a good question. It was like a week or two ago. Yeah, something like that. He's really trying, like, he's never been this aggressive before throughout his entire presidency. So, just so happened to be right before, like, election season really starts to ramp up. He's definitely doing it for trying to gain like political popularity yeah like he i have no doubt that he probably is also pretty angry about this yeah but in any other circumstance he would have been like that sucks let's like do something other than direct attack but now he's attacking them so it definitely seems more like election based yes yeah so what phrase this what do you think the best course of action is like not just so he's doing it politically based is what we're saying do you think there should be better motives for that like what he's using it for yeah well I mean politicians gonna use what he has yeah that's true you can't really say that, like, oh, the politicians should have a better motive because the majority of the time a politician's only thinking about, like, the gain of power or, like, continually making their position better so that that so-and-so. And in most people in their position, like, if you're at such a high level of power that you're at, like, presidential level, most people would be seeking the same thing no matter how, like humble you think you are it's just something that happens and so um i don't think we can say that like oh here's um a better moral that he might be doing it for or something or so on because it's clearly he's doing it for power and if anybody were in that position like actually doing that position they'd probably do the same thing but if you are somehow very humble and stick to your moral obligation most people would say yeah it's right for the families but I feel that most people wouldn't do that. 
Yeah. So. Apparently there have been 61 attacks on U.S. bases in the Middle East since 2020, which is quite a lot. But why do you guys think that this is the first one in that time that the U.S. is, like, really responding besides elections? I feel like it's, like, for the election again because they might not have happened close to the election or they might have just got swung under the rug. You know, I think there's literally no other reasoning other than the fact that it is a placate for or for the election. Okay. Like, there really isn't another reason why they didn't. I mean, attacks on, like, at the air base or support sites in the Middle East. How many of those do we have, anyway? All of those are where U.S. have been stationed. Okay. I'd say that, like, even back in the early presidency of Biden's first year, we had another bombing in uh, Afghanistan we were pulling out, and we had six Marines die, and hundreds of civilians tried climbing onto the planes that were escaping Afghanistan, and they all died because they weren't given space on those planes. But nobody talks about that, and we didn't do anything to send any aid or really have a response against the groups that did that because, for one, we were pulling out and admitting defeat, no matter how many people like to say that like we won technically because of numbers, we didn't because everything we tried to do in Afghanistan failed about a few weeks after we left. But also, um, we lost a lot of material and so on and so forth. But if it wasn't for, um, we didn't respond because one, we were admitting defeat, but also it wasn't near any like main political, like, oh, we gotta vote for this, get positional power, it was, just there's no point in responding to them yeah well do you guys have any other input on the middle east or what's going on israel still fighting hamas and oh yeah they're starting israel said that they're um quarantining off gaza fully no (laughs) food electricity or water will be getting to them and they're gonna do whatever they can because they said Gazans are fighting like animals, so they will do whatever they want, and the world will never have never seen what they are about to do. So, I have a feeling that they are really not um, making their position look any better to any average person. Well, I think at the same time they have some reasoning behind it. They like, said it was because they're fighting for their existence. In a way, they are, but they are they are overreacting a little bit, but <laughs> a little bit, all right. just a little I, bit. I still off their I, basic human right well, of having food and water. It won't take long to yes, it will. It's to besiege them. It's tiny. It won't take long to besiege them. It's an insurgency, Samuel. You can, you don't besiege. You cannot besiege and quickly destroy an insurgency because it's created by the people when they are angry with the group. It's gonna stay there for years. If they can get food and water. They're going to be on our deadlock for a long time. Mm, they'll probably eat fingernails like Mariupol. Um, and it doesn't help that uh, most of the situation and most of the hate that is driven from Gaza has been because of like how they've been treated by Israelis for years. Like, Gaza actively has a lot of fence over, well, they did before this war started, and they started bombing their land. 
um, they had a fence over a lot of their buildings and their skyline because Israelis would throw trash over the wall that blocked Gaza from the main Israeli territory. They would just throw stuff over the wall, and they wouldn't get in trouble for that. They have people moving into Palestinian territory. I've We've all said this before for, like, months now, but the vast majority of the reason why this is happening is because Israel continually kept making it worse because they kept being more rude and, like, doing just mean stuff that wasn't right towards Gazan civilians. Yeah. And so they've not only fueled the flames to add more people to Hamas's cause, but due to the fact of how they're handling the situation, how just, I don't, I feel like they don't have any sort of empathy towards the civilians that are currently being bombed, having their homes destroyed, family killed. They don't have any, they haven't shown any sort of remorse, nor have they shown any sort of support, because if it wasn't for the fact that those few trucks from Egypt came in a few weeks back that gave uh, Gazan civilians aid, so many people would be dead now, and it doesn't help that a lot of their infrastructure is still being bombed. So the whole situation itself is really hard to defend from an Israeli standpoint because of what they're doing. And while that does not mean that, like, oh, if you don't support Israel, then you support Hamas, it's a situation where both are wrong, but the way that Israel is going about it is not right. They can do things better than what they're doing. Well, there there is a point to that. Israel is doing some things that aren't the best. However, the U.S. did the same thing when we were expanding, and it turned out for the best, I think. so. All of the gains that we did in the Middle East against insurgencies failed. Not Middle East. I'm talking about Manifest, manifest Destiny. destiny. Look at where that got us, where we have a position now, but we are remembered for murdering uh, an entire culture and people, and they've been erased off the earth. I don't feel we're like still we no remember that very much. No, because we don't educate it in schools. Well, yeah, we we mention the Indians once, and we say that we killed them, but we never educate people too deeply on what we did, so people don't realize how much of an atrocity we committed in Manifest Destiny. Also, this is nowhere near the level of what Manifest Destiny was, because Manifest Destiny was not only a larger scale thing that was terrible because we wiped out an entire culture, this is a smaller set that could be dealt significantly better. In fact, that gives them even less of a reason to have that excuse because they can look at what we did and say that was wrong. And the same thing can be said when they look at Australia with what they did with their natives. They can look at that situation too and say that that was wrong. Everyone but they're choosing that. not to and they're continually doing this. So that point only makes it drive home worse what Israel's doing. And war, you can basically do whatever. Because everyone has at least done it once. Yeah. So, basically it would make them think, oh, I can do this and that. When, you know, it's probably not the right thing to do. Because it's probably against the Geneva Convention. But also, it's not really a good point to mention Manifest Destiny when we think about it. Because the vast majority of the civil, or the nations of Indians that we did attack, a lot of them were peaceful. A lot of them we forcefully moved, including a lot of the ones in the east, which we moved to the Oklahoma Territory, where we gave them the bare minimum, including terrible land. And the only major tribes, and the one that I can name off the top of my head was the, like, Cherokee, those ones were violent. They were very hard to get rid of. And the only reason why we won is because we had a lot of weapons that made it possible. 
that is a situation that could be considered close to what Israel and Palestine are currently dealing with with Hamas because it's very important to distinguish that with this kind of situation, Palestine is not supporting Hamas. People have that wrong. Okay. But we must distinguish that it's not right to still think that, oh, well, this happened in the past, but it's always happened. We should strive to make further improvements to the future generations. We shouldn't keep continuing things that have happened before. All right. Thank you for listening to this segment of the Herdero Podcast. Next up, Jackie Robinson's statue was stolen. For this segment of the Herd Herald podcast, we'll be discussing a statue that was recently stolen in Wichita. The statue depicted baseball legend Jackie Robinson. A group of vandals stole the statue, and the remnants of the statue were later found in a trash can fire. What do you guys think about this? So, I think that... Well, okay, firstly, what's the motive? We don't know. There's... It's undisclosed. I think they were just vandals. Is this like the KFC dumb. incident where they threw the Colonel Sanders in the river? They they did what now? Do you not know about that? They, th- they threw Colonel... Enlighten us. Oh, God. I need... Okay, let me make sure I got my information right. A few years ago, so in Japan, KFC is seen as like this Christmas food. Like it's an actual Christmas, Christmas food. food? Yeah, it's actually part of their culture. Um, and they, someone during af- or after a Japanese baseball game threw a Colonel Sanders into a river. Like, big one? It was a statue. Like, heavy? Yes. So, just vandals being vandals. Ah, there it is. The curse... Uh, is that gold? The curse of the Colonel. So, the curse was said to be placed on the team because of the Colonel's anger over the treatment of one of the storefront statues, which was thrown to the Totoburi River by celebrating Hanshin fans before the 1985 Central League pennant. So in 1985, they uh, threw a Colonel Sanders statue into a river. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It was in the river for 24 years. All right. So what do you guys think of the Jackie Robinson statue? So they burned it, right? Yeah, they, like, cut it up and burned it. Uh, Well, um, how recent was this? Pretty recent, like a week ago. Okay, so have they caught the guys who did it? Um, they think so, but they're not sure. They they're not sure. Yeah. Like did they, they have, have suspects? Ah, uh, okay. So they haven't caught anyone yet. Okay. Um, what is it with statues and like all these things popping up? Like, I know it's completely separate to some extent, but like, we have this incident, and then not too long ago, like maybe a month or two ago, they had those aliens. Benjamin. Aliens. What about the in ben- Mexico? The um, Benjamin. Was it Benjamin Franklin's statue that got vandalized? I I never heard about it, the Benjamin like, Franklin statue. It might have been. It might not have been. I heard of the Winston Churchill statue. Being, oh yeah, it's probably that one. The one that's put in a box. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like graffitied all over it. There was that one. I per- did they pull down Gandhi? I think they did that too. I don't know why they did to Gandhi out of all people, but okay. Yeah. He fought the British Empire. Why'd you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Ever against my British Empire, we now pull down his statue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't think... I, pe- I bet the British don't even remember yeah, the Empire, pro- honestly. Probably not. The sun never sets. <laughs> this. <laughs> I, now it does. Now it definitely does. <laughs> I think the thing is that with... Um, 
with the all these statues, like there's been so many that have been vandalized. There's the ones that have been hoaxes, like the aliens. Like I won't call it a statue, but like it's a body, and it was like paper mache that they found oh, in Mexico. Oh, that, that little stone one that looked humanoid. Yeah, they found. They said they found another alien body like two hours ago, <clears throat> like just today, two hours ago. They're like, hey, we found another body. It looks like a. It looks like something out of an actual movie. It is just a head with tentacles. I'm like, it's that's like a, not it's like real. A mummy. I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> so it's like the old saying, how do you keep a turkey in suspense? What? What are you talking about? People are gullible is what it means. It's like, oh, you just don't okay. say anything. And just... <laughs> yes. People are gullible idiots, basically. Hey, that's a naughty word. Sorry. You can't say that. You call them stupid. Some people are very gullible, yes. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's Jackie Robinson. It's weird. Like, I don't know why out of all times now they're like, right, let's cut down a statue, boys. Like, I don't know why that's the... probably the oil protesters for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do anything. (laughs) That is not relevant. Okay. They throw tomato sauce over those guys. Yes, and they just sit in the street. It's like, what are you doing? Well, like, what does Jackie Robinson have to do with oil? Nothing. They're just trying to make another point. Yeah. When they throw oil, when they throw tomato over, like, paint canvases, because it's oil paint, but it's not the same as oil. They stopped a vegetable oil truck <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> and then, like, vandalized it because they saw the word oil, and it was in Britain. No shocker. <laughs> I, there was there was those guys that were at the Formula E race and they were con- they were uh, stopping the race. Now, if you know anything about European motorsport, Formula E is a fully electric race. There is no oil present. See, <laughs> it doesn't have fossil fuels. Well, I mean, it might have oil to like run the me- the mechanics inside, but very little in comparison to most races. I wouldn't think so. Man, I think oil is just it's probably all wiring. Oil is just better, honestly. Audi is switching to oil. Or Audi is switching to EV fully. EV is electric? Electric vehicle. Yeah. Um, Oil is just better. Audi was saying that they want to switch to full EV. That would be bad. So are Mustangs. We don't... Mustangs are going EV? I've heard that. Oh, no. No, that can't be right. There's no way. That would... Then they don't have good sound. (laughs) Their main selling point. That's that's why people buy them anyways. They don't look good. Meanwhile, a Cybertruck. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> In 2029, they're making electric. Well, GPs. that's not soon, though. That's 2029. It's 2024, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right, bud. All right. You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> Calm down. Um... I want to see if EV is even still a huge thing by 2029. We'll, we'll all be graduated by then, so I want to see if it's still, like, a big thing. Because right now, obviously, it's hitting, like, it's... It's like... Everything must be electric. Tesla is the best in the world again. It costs, obviously, it people costs have never more. seen cars, too. It, it, has, it, costs, yeah, it causes more pollution than actually using a Oil. gas-powered car, making one. And it's not nearly as capitalist. Okay, buddy. Okay, the main reason why electric is, like, dumb is because they had those stupid lithium batteries. And when those lithium batteries die, they can't do anything with it. So they just have to dump it, and it's extremely acidic. And so it pollutes 
everything around it. It's worse than um, it also fossil fuels. Yeah, it uses a lot of raw earth resources like that we need for. And it, it causes huge strip mines. Like lithium is an extremely like rare resource, or not really rare, but like hard to find. And so they're typically found in Africa, like South Africa. And so there's just huge strip mines down there because like they need to find that lithium to supply demand. Oil has been hard to um, move out because the oil industry is highly monopolized. Most of the big gas stations you see are part of a larger corporation that owns hundreds of thousands of different types of corporations in the U.S. We're having a problem with monopolies becoming apparent again, and it's especially evident. Haven't with the they always oil. been apparent? They just like forgot about them. We cracked down on monopolies when Vanderbilt and Rockefeller were still like really big business magnets. Personally, I love Monopoly Go. <laughs> Colin, I'm no, guys. I know that's different. <laughs> with, with the monopoly on the oil industry, it makes things like harder to make justifications against them. So EVs the only like option because uh. That water-powered uh, engine really, uh, that, that founder really disappeared quite suddenly after he announced that water-fueled car. I know. Uh, and we're already running out of water in the States anyways, in, like, California area. Well, that's just because California is a desert, and also they have horrible water management. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that, like, we are not running out of water. We need to make more refineries. Like, okay, that too, cause with California, if we had a huge technical breakthrough, like if we could make a gigantic water refinery that works similar to an electric dam, we could potentially film an entire or like fill up the entirety of the state. Like they have a huge dried up lake over there. That would take a while. Not really. We could get, build one on the ocean. They could push through and we can actually like. Oh, start, I see what you mean. We could like have fresh water flowing again. It might. It's extremely like advanced when you think about it, and very complex. Probably in a few years, if uh, um, if it gets really desperate, like we it, could refill the Colorado River because it's been drying up, not so much near the Grand Canyon area. That's still okay, but like it used to flow all the way down to the Gulf, and it can't even do that anymore. It dries up several hundred miles before. California might not be a thing soon, anyways. Global warming. Florida might not be a thing soon, anyways. <laughs> Go yeah. under the ocean soon. They need to learn from the Netherlands. <laughs> The, the thing about Cali as well is that like, they're just their water management is bad, and this is evident because California used to have one of the biggest lakes in the world. Yeah. It was huge and it dried up, and every year or like a few years ago now they had this lake resurface because they had enough rain and people were pissed. They're like, "Oh my God, why didn't you warn us about this lake? It's almost like you built on a lake bed, you idiot. What do you think was gonna happen?" <laughs> retard <laughs> like it it's fine but it's like when that happens you kind of have to wonder what, what, what kind of people moved to cali <laughs> like you built on a lake bed yeah uh, what do you think is gonna happen and there's been more floods in california uh, <laughs> <laughs> just barely like just a little yesterday bit. <laughs> It's just, like, California has always been very odd, because I find that California has such bizarre choices that they make. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Herd Herald podcast. Today we discussed esports in Republic County and what that would entail, an update on the Middle Eastern conflicts, and also a Jackie Robinson statue that was stolen in Wichita, Kansas. We're also here to help you understand Republic County and the world, and we're glad that you take the time to listen to us.
Thank you, Republic County. We'll see you next time on the Herd Herald podcast.